Hello, this is Michael, and welcome to the Dreadcore. Now, I know you were expecting a uh, proper episode on Monday Gone, but due to a family emergency, um, we've been unable to complete recording of that episode as yet. Um, and, uh, thus we're putting out a segment of the episode, the segment we recorded, uh, for Blood and Glory as a Dreadclaw. Now, um, uh, oh, sorry, I do apologize that we haven't got the full episode out, but, you know, family comes first in the, in these matters. So, um, I hope you understand and thanks very much. This time of year is always special because it is our kind of relaxation after Company of Legends as we go into Blood and Glory. And I think we've been going to this every year for the last, this is the third time we've been, I think. It is. And um, we always look forward to it immensely because it is generally quite relaxing for us. Um, And it's always a good event and it's always a lot of fun. And we get to catch up with people uh, on an annual basis who we don't normally get to see unless they come to Company of Legends. So, Let's have a little talk about that then. Um, first up then, so uh, Blood and Glory, uh, we did went through our armies last last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taking the Solar and the Salamanders. Uh, Chris had painted his um, Blood Angels, Angels up, yep. including a late edition of a Leviathan um, Dreadnought and a Drop Pod for it. And Michael was bringing the ever-redoubtable uh, Ultramarines. Yeah, he was indeed. So we had a bit of painting to do. Um, Chris obviously had a ton of painting to do. I think you didn't have anything. You did the bikes, didn't you, Michael? I did jet bikes. Yeah, yeah. Got, got those done. I, I, I wanted to get um, some javelins, um, but I didn't quite have the money and time to get them. Um, okay. So, so uh, the journey up for us, or the journey up for Chris, the journey down for myself and Michael, um, we picked up Robbing from Imperial Truth um, website, website um, Facebook page, uh, on the way and that's that's where it all went wrong and it was it went off from there on in the whole thing went right downhill now so we got him and uh we decided uh early doors that we were going to go to warhammer world uh on the way or close to being on the way and in the end we had to then try and navigate how getting four people plus their armies uh into my tiny uh toyota igo uh, which i thought was a pretty good achievement to be honest with you yeah um, luckily we Luckily, we'd gone to the hotel first. Yeah, we yeah. dumped and stuff some that stuff. we could. Yeah, um, and and, we were... and somehow we got into a. a we had a, a hotel situation that worked in our favour for once. Yeah, mostly. so even though I booked the hotel, which well, is normally a recipe that. for disaster, well, yes, yeah, some of us did. So, in terms of the hotel, then, so we always have stayed at the Hallmark Inn in Derby, which is the kind of. A uh, cheap uh, version of the Hallmark in Hallmark Hotels chain. Uh, for this year, for some bizarre reason, and I'm pretty sure we definitely booked into the Hallmark Inn. Yeah, we I, ended I up checked at the, the booking when we yeah, were there. We ended up at the Hallmark Hotel, which is the sort of upmarket version um, for the same price. So, so that was cool. Um, so, a nice hotel. Rooms are very nice. Um, you know, much much better than the ones in the inn. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, so that was cool. Had a, had um, a bath in our room and everything. We did, yeah, a massive bathroom. It was, it was spectacular. So definitely worth staying there again for the money. Um, 
for some of us anyway. Uh, Michael, mm. not so happy though, were you? Uh, no. Well, I mean, obviously, was given ahead a bit here, but um, first they had um, they, they, I was above the function room, and it was a very, very it must, it was not a very thick floor at all. Um, so first night I I was in room one six six, which is directly in the middle of the function suite. Um, I discovered uh, avoid that at all costs. People. I discovered that my room is the room right above where the DJ is. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and it wasn't until uh, 10 to 1 that the music stopped on Friday night. And there were the people outside having their cigarettes. It wasn't until half 1 that it was finally quiet enough that I could sleep. We've um, never seen you sleep, actually, Mark. Yeah, we were talking yeah, we, about this. We don't think you'd actually do sleep. Because I do sleep, but I do sleep quite... I, 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 it depends. I, you, always, you always just... It takes me a little while to get to sleep, yeah. which I... Okay. I since discovered is actually an autistic trait. Um, so, okay. you know, we, we've shared rooms for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. You I make mean, it sounds sordid. No, but <laughs> yeah, I honestly, yeah, I don't, don't think I've ever seen you asleep. And I've been there where you've said to me at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday night at Colour Legends, oh, I'm going to bed now. And then we've all rolled in at midnight and you're still awake in bed. Man, I mean, yeah. you were awake. You were awake when I had a hypo at three in the morning, uh, or whenever it was. It was. Um, it, it, <laughs> and preferred, and and later dubbed me Gollum. Yes. I, I'm not holding that as a personal thing at all. I just <laughs> mention it because now it's got context. Um, it it yeah. takes a lot while to get to sleep. Okay, um, and sometimes it's it's really quick, and a lot of the time it's it's really slow. And I've since learned that that's like that's like oh yeah, that's because you're autistic. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, that's that mystery solved. So anyway, yeah. you were disturbed on the Friday night. Yep. But so we are jumping slightly ahead. Yeah. We I are. mean, they did move me on Sunday because I went down sat- well, Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sorry. Right. I went. Sorry. I went down Saturday morning. I went down and I was like, right. Is there anything on in that room again tonight? And they were like, no, absolutely not. Of course, there was something on in that room. A university rug, uh, not rugby, rowing clubs uh, event. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been near a um you know you've been anywhere near a uh a, a university rowing club but they they know how like to a drink i imagine yeah they do like to drink and they're very loud so i was just like i spent 20 minutes waiting at reception because there was some idiot on the phone um to the receptionist asking her to book her a travel uh, them a travel lodge bizarre yeah and she was like literally spent 20 minutes saying no we're the we're the we're the hallmark hotel we don't we're not the travel lodge <laughs> And it, it was, it was, it was, yeah. But anyway, I got my room changed. It was over the other side of the hotel, much quieter, less of a nicer room. It wasn't as quite as nice. It, it was a bit more dated, but it was still good. Okay, cool. Very comfy bed. Yeah. So anyway, Friday, Friday, yeah. sorry. Um, we all took some stuff out of the car. We all then rocked, drove to Nottingham to where we were, which is actually only about half an hour away. Yeah. So yeah. Too bad quite, drive. Quite close. Um, and we had a game, a two-player game. So it was, I think, me and you, Michael, was it? It was, yep. Yeah, against uh, Rob and Chris. Uh, Rob was using Chris's custodies, though, because his figures, if you'll see from the photos, uh, use, I think it's Anvil Industries, or one of the two, um, sort of one of those sort of uh, bits 
manufacturer. And of course, you can't take uh, yeah, non-games it. workshop heads and guns into game into Warhammer HQ. So, I mean, sometimes you'll. I mean, a lot. If it's not an event, you can usually get away with it. If it's you know just a little part, but I suppose it's not worth the hassle of taking your army there only to be told, well, actually, you know, you can't. Yeah, no, definitely not. We had a game. It was good fun. Um, yeah, really good game. It was a good lot of fun. So we played. I think we played on eight by four, um, six thousand points aside. So it was it was a fairly long game. We had a lovely dinner there as well and bought stuff. So all in all, good night. Drove back um, very late on. Stopped at uh, Asda to get some get some food for the next day for lunch because we know how expensive it was. But I'm pretty sure the prices may have got slightly better there. The oh, event. they're worse. Oh, are they? Okay, fair enough. So that was that. That was us for the Friday night anyway. So good game. I love playing at Warhammer World. As always, it's always good fun. Very busy, uh, very noisy, but always good fun. And then the next day, we got up ready to do battle. So talk us through, somebody talk me through, uh, day their first expressions of day <clears> one. <throat> so we okay. were in a different location to last year, weren't we? Yeah, yeah we were in the big roundhouse. Hmm. It, I think all the games were in there, weren't they? Apart from there was, I don't think th- so. Historically, Warhammer. we've been in a little side room. Out Warhammer. The, sort of, Warhammer achievements was in the library. Yeah, but that was it, really. Everything else was in the main, yeah. um, in the main hall, which was, and we were in the centre of it. They had this maelstrom of of game systems going on around us. Yeah. Which is so quite cool. It was, it was nice being in there, actually. 40K. It, was, it was nice, and that was something that I missed from the... Because the first year, that's where we were. Second year, we had our own room, and this year, we were back in the main kind of melee, which was good, because you kind of got the vibes from the other tables and the other games going on and stuff going yeah, on around uh, you. I think there was, in general, less... There, there were fewer people there than previous years. And I think It seemed that way, yeah. Yeah. There, there yeah, definitely yeah. were, and I think that's that's largely down, in my personal opinion... Uh, to the ticket sales going out late and pretty much everyone i spoke to who would have normally have gone were like yeah well i didn't know it was happening and uh, i know if you speak to greg uh or ben uh ben from bad dice who runs it they're like yeah totally totally are you know totally technical on the head that's what the problem was um and that's fine i mean ben's business has gone exploded um that he's an electrician okay right. runs an electrical business and um I don't I'm not know sure why. exploded is the right phrase to use for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a lot of business going on. Um, he's in a lot of demand. Um, I, I don't know why. I think he must have invited me to like the company because I do follow them on Facebook for some bizarre reason. Okay. Um, and you're always seeing them doing all sorts of work. And it's like, yeah, actually, if to be fair, looking at that, if I were in Derby, I'd probably hire them. Got you. So um, shout outs to us, uh, electricians aside. Um, day we so, rocked up yeah we rocked up we got sort of settled in we said hello to everyone hugs to friends of yeah uh of, of you know that we've come across over the last few years which is good shook hands with new people that we hadn't met but that listen to the show and which is always a, i always find a very odd odd situation oh yeah um, but so, yeah and then we got got off instructions from for mr dan mr dan himself so uh so Dan, uh, as uh, Greg was always, uh, gave a sort of brief overview of where we were and what we were doing. So this is like his ongoing campaign. Um, this was basically fighting in uh, Hive Secundus, I believe. Yeah, Hive Secundus. Sort of was where the main 
um, battles were taking place in or around this hive complex. And there was um, Titanicus at Titanicus the same time. Going on, yeah, yeah, which is sort of outside of the, the sort of main area um, where the sort of Titans couldn't destroy people as they were battling themselves. So the first game, always a, always a good one to start with, is was War of Lies from the Red Book and using the Dawn of War. And sensibly, the first game, I've, I'm a bigger, big fan of this, is you want something fairly simple to start with. Although we probably broke that rule at the first Company of Legends this year. Um, but yeah, so it was War of Lies, which is the mission where you have five objectives with random points, I believe, Yeah. Um, depending on what they are. And there's also um, an ongoing kill point score as well, I believe. I'll just have a quick re- refresh myself. So who did who got what and who and how did their first games go? I had uh, first pairings of was Mark Frost and his so demon Mark, army. Demon, yeah, Mark and his demon army. So yeah. which, which had, army yeah, which had run a, a rampage across uh, <laughs> yes. Company of Legends. So uh, uh, starting point, I was like, hang on a minute. This is yeah. this is going to be painful at some point. Yeah. And you know what? It was painful very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this, um, so this is a... Obviously, there's a. Do you, remember, uh, do you remember Greg had to play Mark at uh, yes at Company, uh, Legends. Company Legends? So yeah, I think yeah. there may have been a degree of revenge. But the thing is, Greg's army was the best army to deal with um, demons. The, the demons yeah. being as it was, you know, uh, um, and to be honest, we don't have a lot of. It's not often that we have we actually arrange games in that way because it's usually somebody's attacking the same thing as the other person's defending. Um, but anyway. Chris was playing that one. So talk us through Mark's list, because obviously demons are a new thing. And I mean, I, I can't I tell you what played. it's got. I know uh, there was a thing that hurt. There were several things that hurt me. <laughs> Lots of things that hurt you. <laughs> some more things that hurt me, some little things that hurt me, and some medium-sized things that hurt I, me. I, I believe it was pretty much identical to the Company of Legends. Lesson. Yeah, I think, so, it was, I think it was the same. Because, uh, I, yeah, I, I, did, I did take note when I played him of what he had, so I can help out if you want. Uh, there was a... Monster, uh, I can't know what they're called now. It was like mm. a. Let me find the uh, the ruined storm list quickly, because then I can. There was like a massive um, gargantuan uh, creature, gargantuan uh, demon, creature, demon lord. No, it was bigger than that. It's like the there, is, there was a, there was a demon lord though. Yeah, that was the tail thing. There's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Behemoth, that's it. Yeah. See, there was a, de- a demon, uh, a ruined storm demon lord. Uh, a bear moth, uh, three shrikes, shrikes, a squad of brutes. Yep, and then I think it was five squads. Five lesser, uh, lesser demons. Yeah, and when they say lesser, and and um, <laughs> demon possessed. Yep, uh, runestone possessed. Yeah, so pretty much identical to his company of legends. Shrikes as well. Yeah, we've already got cuddly toy. Cuddly toy, uh, <laughs> cut, cutlery set, yeah. uh, monogrammed he, bed towels. Didn't he do well? So <laughs> this is a new army, isn't it, in the terms of heresy? Yeah. Uh, just, just, just to be clear, we're okay with Brucey, aren't we? He didn't turn out to be able to abuse or anything, did he? No, we no. Brucey's all good. Yeah, right. okay. Good, good, good. Sorry, you, you, your childhood heroes turn out. Uh, no, so Brucey's a, Brucey's a, you're safe. Okay. okay. Um, good. So how did you get on? Monday? How did so I you get had on? Your, you had your ha! deep striking <laughs> angels <laughs> of wrath, one of the best and most effective close combat armies in so, the game. No chance. 
<laughs> Zero chance in this game whatsoever. Okay. End of turn one. End of turn two. I had lost Leviathan, Tactical uh, Assault Squad, Dawnbreakers. Uh, basically, that, yeah. Everything. I had like- A Squad and Sanguinius. Crikey. Yep. So, did you go first or did he go first? He went first. So, for those of you who haven't played Demons and Ruins, Storm, I'll give you which a quick, was uh, 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 education. Just horrific. Uh, yeah, I got an education. Yeah. A, a swift one, which just give him a hard swerve. Yeah, the so the demons are installed player can you have you have X. I don't know if there's a predetermined number, but you have these kind of demon gateways that that your army comes out of, and uh, I think they can be up to eighteen inches away from a another uh, an enemy unit. Basically, I think that's how it works. So they can be anywhere on the board, basically, yeah. as long as they're eighteen inches away from an enemy. Yep. And these things come... Oh, they can't be near objectives. They have to be a certain distance from objectives and stuff. 18 are... from the objectives as well, I believe. So, you know, that's... If you've got a lot of objectives, actually, you could push his army right back. But um, the thing is, it's got... And this will we'll probably come on to my second game with him because the same thing happened. But So you got hit hard, I take it. Uh, yeah. De- uh, the Demon Lord and the Bear Moth true, uh, chomped through 15 guys. Like yeah. they weren't even there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just t- it turned to basically I was tied up with Sanguinius in an assault and that was it. I mean, they're really good and, armies when it comes to uh, escalating objectives because you can get, the, he had these big 15 man squads of demons, which you think, oh, they'll just be chaff. They're a long way from chaff. Yeah, they were hard as tough as five. Tough as five, strength five, two wounds um, out the box. To put it into context, these are the he took the uh, Zinch style Dominion, so they all had they were all psychers as well, weren't they? Yeah, Yeah. and they had had three plus armor saves because they can get have three plus armor saves. Rerollable five ups, invulnerable saves. Yeah, they got a rerollable if they're within they're within X number of inches, and only one model in the unit needs to be, so they can kind of do a conga line. Uh, they can re-roll the 5-plus Invon. They get a 4-plus uh, normal save, I believe, or 3-plus normal saves, I think, give them the upgrade for that. And they have Rending Claws and all sorts of shenanigans. Two yeah. attacks, possibly even three attacks each. Real, A real handful. Now, oh, they do get worse over much. time, right? Um, and that's their kind of uh, slight twist, is that from turns 1 and 2, they're toughness 5. But I think turns 3 and 4, they're toughness 4. And in turns 5, they might be... Toughness three uh, by turn two. Turn by two, turn, yeah, by turn two, I was yeah. I I lost yeah. T- assault squad angels tears were definitely dead. Dawnbreakers had been overrun. Um, yeah, just just it, it was just too much. Can he assault? I, I suppose when comes out though. Well, they turn up turn one, don't they? Yeah, but can they still no, assault? They, they come from assault. reserves. No. no, they can't assault. They're coming from reserves. Yeah, so they turn up turn one. They stand there. I'm going second, bear in mind. So in his turn two, he charges me. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah, sure, and right. just stomps me in turn two. Also, this, I mean, they've got psychic power. So um, psychic shriek, for example, is such an overpowered ability. It's you know x number of wounds, AP two, no saves of any kind, and it's, it's you've just got. A, I think you get x number of wounds. It's over your leadership. It's, so it's you're putting iron high, arm on a strength, uh, strength six, toughness six, gut dude. <laughs> 
to make him strength nine, toughness nine. Yeah. So, did you win? Did I hell? <laughs> I just, I just got smashed. I mean, there is a, uh, Sanguinius killed the bear moth, which mm-hmm. is quite cool because it's quite dragony looking. So mm-hmm. it had that um, uh, Saint Michael look. Um, yes, you know, of sort of slaying the dragon that was quite cool. But yeah, it 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 was fun because it was with Mark. I think if it had been against another player, I wouldn't have. Been, I think I would have not enjoyed it as much. Yeah, but I I like hanging out with Mark. It's it's a good few hours um, <laughs> of, of fun. You know, the, the game was was away from me quickly, but I still enjoyed the I still yeah. enjoyed it, which is good. Of course, a good company. Yeah, so, yeah. What, so, what about your game, one, Michael? Uh, I played Brett, who I think you played later on, Graham. Yeah. Um, his army was uh, tough. He had the um, what's the solar? He had solar and knights. What's the solar super heavy calls again? The, the one uh, stormhammer. Storm, stormhammer. He had a stormhammer, a knight errant, and and was that a knight lancer? No, it was the knight with the big flat head. The knight uh, archeron with the flamer. Archeron. Um, yeah, and no. oh, it might be yeah that knight with the big flamer and the big yep. thing. And um, I did all right but it was tough i mean um i you know three super heavies what can you do it's a difficult one to 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 face down um i mean he was a good player good lad wasn't wasn't a bad game by any stretch of the imaginations i just couldn't i just you know i managed to destroy all the super heavies Uh, i mean that's that's nothing to be disheartened about taking out that many but it was uh, it was a great cost. It was a game um, of objectives, right? You need to get onto the objectives early doors with this, or you need to get in a position where you're on the objectives um, for the end of the game. Um, yeah. Plus, it was one victory point for each thing killed, yeah. As well, so you know, if you had a lot of units to kill, you were giving away a lot of points, and but I guess was, you lost a lot of units. Lost a lot of units. Yeah, lost a lot. Of units. How did I the did fell blade get on? The fell blade did okay. The fell blade did most of the damage to the the storm hammer. Mm-hmm. And um, the land raider with the last cannons did most of the damage to the two knights, uh, and a bit of split fire as well from the um, from the fell blade as well. Couldn't do that, but it was um, yeah, it was it was it was okay. I mean, uh, the the problem was target priority. Um, if I ignore those super heavies, they're mm-hmm. going to knacker my infantry, which scores me my points. If I concentrate on his short point, you know, and then con- but if I concentrate on them, I've got to sacrifice trying to take care of his you know, his point scoring stuff. And um, because I have to focus so much of my stuff on the super heavies um, that I'm not dealing with his point scoring stuff. And that's pretty much what happened. You know, you ha- I was stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. You've got to pick which you're going to prioritize. And I prioritize the super heavies. Um, yeah. I mean, the knights, I would agree with. I'm not so sure about the storm hammer. Just uh, be- it was doing a lot of damage. It was it is, really good. It is AP2, the gun, so, and that is shred as well. So it's, Yeah, it's, it was it's, very effective. It, it did most of the damage to my infantry. Um, so it's annoying how good the Stormhammer's gun is in comparison to the Fellblade's gun, right? I think. Because the Stormhammer, I think, strength 9, AP2, 7-inch blast. Yep. Fellblade's strength 8, AP3, 7-inch blast. Yeah, but, I just okay. feel it's massively not well, right. Brett <laughs> had a really lovely army. Uh, it was all converted Militarum Tempestus. Yes. Um, I love Militarum Tempestus models. So uh, they were converted to use the right weapons. So his storm sections, you know, properly converted to use uh, um, 
to use uh, uh, Volkite chargers. Yep. And it looked good. It was in the right arms. It looked cool. The business. Um, so we've all played Brett now because I played him last year. Oh, did yeah. you? When he, when he was rocking his um he had ultramarines and solar rocks last year he was rocking yeah, he um, oh yes that was the solar rocks that had to to, to change because it couldn't he the, the right of war he took meant he couldn't take that he had to change his his army quite okay um so you you won that then michael no i did not win um i did not win and okay it's purely down to I'd lost so many of my scoring units. Uh, yeah. I just couldn't. I just couldn't score. In fact, he tabled me. Wowzers! Um, that's no, that's not a bad achievement against your army. It's quite tough. Oh, you say that? Well, you got you got armor fourteen in there. Got a couple of things. Uh, Land raider and the Felblade. Okay, fair enough. So. Um, so we you basically, got, you got, got a tough first pick, didn't you? I got a very tough one. So this was against Richard, who comes to Happy Legends, as I've played before, always good fun. So um, he had a, a Solar and, so, and Sons of Horus, and I had Solar and Salamanders. So it was almost like a a, a weird identical mix um, with just different legions at the end or different sides. But he did have a couple of things that were very cool. Um, first of all, he had the, and I can't remember which one it is, this might be the Doom Hammer, Storm Hammer, Thingamy Hammer. This is the one where it's got, it's worse than, or oh, I say worse, it's as effective, if not more effective, than the Typhon. So this is, um, I believe it's a 10 inch blast, strength 10, AP1, ignores cover. That's really going to make a that's, mess of your day. <laughs> yeah, no, no matter what you've got, that's yeah, going to hurt. Absolutely. It's going to absolutely cause you all manner of bother. Two last cannons on the side sponsors, I think. Um, Heavy bolt was all over the place. Uh, a real tough unit. So that's that's the first thing. So normally with my army, I take because I take a Lord Commander, um, I can choose my Warlord trait. And one of the Solar Auxiliary's very good Warlord traits is Blind Barrage. Basically means that the Solar Auxiliary, but not the Salamanders, have the Shrouded special rule in the first turn. And obviously, as people will be were very keen to point out on a lot of occasions over the weekend, <laughs> uh, I have a Aegis Defense line. Uh, in my army because it's my me. army it's an age defense line with tanks or not many tanks but a couple of tanks so uh, that basically gives them a two plus save on the first turn uh, if you have something that doesn't that of course doesn't ignore cover unlike this strength 10 massive blasted so um that was a real toughie uh he also had um the tactical command squad he had a lord i think he had a Legate commander, not a lord commander, so slightly down market one, but he'd given him a lot of upgrades, um, which I don't do, and because you don't really want this guy in combat, to be honest with you. Uh, if he goes into combat, he loses the ability. His leadership no longer applies for the whole army, so really you want him out, out of the way, and I've stopped giving my guy like a paragon blade or anything like that simply because it's a waste of points because you never want to get him into close combat. You want him to sit there and survive. So... Anyway, put him and the tactical command squad in a bunker, which is, you know, again, you're not going to waste shots on a bunker. It's armor 14 all the way around. There's plenty of other things to shoot, like that big tank. You also had a couple of guys in Dracosians, so obviously with the um, uh, demolisher cannons version, so, you know, strength 10 AP1 coming at you. Uh, he had a couple, I think, if memory serves, um, quad launchers as well. I had quad launchers and 
no, he had the same as me, actually. He had two quad launchers and two rapier um, laser destroyer rays. I had um, th- three quad launchers and two um, rapiers in my army. Yeah. So very similar armies. He had aged, I think he had a defense line as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, very similar armies, but basically um, he had m- more coming at me than I had going at him, if I'm honest. Uh, the strength 10 stuff was just kind of obviously removing figures at will. There was nothing I could do about it. And also he very cleverly took out one, my main threat, which was the fire drakes. So for a start, as we predicted in this show last month, they didn't come on on turn two. So that was a pain because they really needed to come on on turn two to deal with some of the stuff in his back line. Um, but when the, the when the, the um, storm storm eagle did turn up, he then kind of shot it, uh, which put it into um, stunned it basically, and so stunned with the flyer oh, means yeah. it has to go eighteen inches. You can't put it into hover mode, so the skies can't get out basically. And he did that for two turns. Um, five point upgrade for extra armor, which I will always take from this point on. On that, on that to stop that from happening, <laughs> because it was like so depressing. It was like what this storm eagle with a thousand points worth of stuff in, give or take. Because I was ter- um, playing on the table sort of in front of yours, and mm. I turned around and I was like, "Why is Grey Storm Eagle like an inch from the edge of the board at yes. this point?" Just because it basically just went straight off. It yes. came on and went straight off in two turns. So yeah, it didn't come on until the final turn, basically. Of the game, and in which case, all I did was move it on and get the get the fire drakes out to claim at least one objective for War Allies. But by then, it was it was too late. That um, they, they'd been ineffective. They hadn't done anything in the game at all, and I was fighting a superior army in terms of numbers um, and units than than what I had. I had some javelins come on at the side. Um, I had managed to get behind his lines with I think a termite, but that was a fairly short lived uh, hurrah into his back lines. Um, I'd taken out some Dracosians, I'd taken some bits and bobs out, but the main uh, meat and potatoes of his army um, was still intact and it, and it really took me to bits. So he won that one quite convincingly, actually. Yeah. Um, I think he got uh, he got onto at least three of the five objectives, possibly even four of them. And I think he rolled pretty well as well. So, yep, I got one. He got three, I think. So, yep, another vic- So basically day one or game one, all three of the Edge of Empires people had not won a game. We have kind of normal. probably probably yeah <laughs> about right yeah um so no, round was good Michael how was your how was your game two oh, I played a complete twat I know <laughs> steady whereas I played someone that was absolutely charming <laughs> no I played Chris I played yeah. Chris it was our, a good our game. paths crossed it was, was a good f- game but the first um, time we've played against each other yeah no no we no we've, we've not a full frontline game yeah uh, yeah we've. Yeah. Well, we've it played doubles games. Yeah, yeah. It's the first one-on-one, three thousand-point game against each other, and it it was fairly good. Uh, Chris's army was really good at what it did. Um, my army just just couldn't. I mean, that Leviathan drop potting in, um, then your all your squad yeah, I, dropping in right I, where. I didn't. I didn't take it easy on you. No, you I, I I went I went for the throat. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. Um, Which. I thought I should, you know, I I did um and R before we sort of rolled the dice. I was like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do, go about this? But then, <laughs> once you unleashed, once you went right, that's it. The the fell blades shooting at this entire unit. I was like, right, that's it. Gloves, gloves are off. Gloves are off. 
gauntlet's been thrown. That's it, yeah. It's now on, I know where we're at. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a good game. I mean, uh, yeah, your your squads are just really good at what they what they're designed yeah. to do. Um, it was a it was a good for me. It was sort of an ideal matchup because I had the numbers in in on the infantry. I didn't I didn't worry about the objectives until later in the game because it was yeah. just a case of getting into At you. At that point, I had nothing left. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a sort of army yours is designed to, to take to bits, isn't it? I, a more sort of shooty-based army backlining is exactly what yours is designed to overturn. Yeah, and I was yeah, I was straight in as well. Like, I got lucky with the Leviathan because it scattered for, sort of forwards, so it actually scattered to my advantage. Yeah, it scattered into a better position. Yeah, because then I sort of was within half range on the Derrideo to uh, melt to that. Which would have caused me a serious headache if that had that had survived. Um, yeah, which that, was that does suck. I mean, actually, the mission we should talk about. So this yes. was um, this was an off red book mission. So this was um, actually a forty k um, mission, wasn't yeah, it, Michael? From chapter approved, twenty eighteen. Mm. So this was uh, called Beachhead. And yeah. Basically, what you have is you have uh, three objectives. One. Um, that you place in your in the middle, I believe. One that you place in your deployment zone, and one that you place in your opponent's deployment zone. I think that's how it worked. Or one, yeah, that, one that right. each of you place in the other person's deployment zone. And this is a um, forget the word, the exact word, but basically, you score points every round with this one. So yeah. you need scoring units, and you need them on the objectives every round to clock up the the, the victory points. You You've get got one, one for. Yeah, for one for being in your zone, two for closing the objective in the middle, and three for holding the other person's objective. Yeah, in their deployment zone. So yeah, so that was the mission. Yeah. So I and, and my army being my army, we ignored our own one and went for the middle and Michael's. That was because you can with a deep striking army, right? Well, yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. So um, you you pretty much did for poor old Michael. I. I think I tabled Mike. You did. Yeah. I did I d I didn't like revel in that victory. <laughs> in I because the, the man's my friend. Of course. You know, I don't I, I don't know, I don't want this show to be awkward going forward. Oh, no, absolutely. But it, 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 it was, was a fun game. It was, it was I enjoyed fun, it. It was a fun game. I've learned a lot. Um I mean those I mean the Blood Angels, they're just really good. Um, I mean, they get extra cover when they come in, you know, cover. They get a five plus cover save on the turn they arrive. Yeah. The thing was, um, you didn't have a lot of AP2. No. And you were unlucky with the Fellblade insofar as when you fired the template weapon, it covered a lot of guys. But once it had killed a guy, it was onto a Praetor in two plus, four plus. Oh yeah, you saved and, fourteen and saves. I made fourteen out of fifteen saves. Yeah, yeah. On two up armor saves because it was AP three. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, you know, you were unlucky that. Well, yeah, you were unlucky that he was the the the, the well, front guy. I think it was guy. a sergeant. Yeah, that was it. Was a sergeant. Yeah, cause, I mean the thing about the fell blade looks brilliant. That gun needs some work because it's just. It needs to be AP2. I mean, you can fire the smaller blast template AP2, to be fair. 
Yeah, I mean, but, you had the demolisher cannon and stuff, and that mm-hmm. you know, but, but yeah, you kind of had a chance, one chance to use the, the fell blade before the leviathan kind got his grubby mitts on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the blood angels did a number on me. I, it's not a case of the blood angels or of powder or anything like that. It's simply the case of my army. Just it, that army that Chris took that was designed to take apart my army. No, yeah, not, yeah, absolutely. Nothing. It was nothing. designed for a to, for for a, a, a mid. It was bred for a purpose. It was bred for a purpose, which was yeah, taking out space marines. Okay, and it did. And it most did effectively. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what about your game, Graham? So my game two was against the uh, aforementioned Mark Demon of Blood and Glory Frost. So uh, this was the first time I was playing the Ruinstorm Demons, and I'd already had a, we'd had lunch in between this these games and um yeah so chris kind of gave me a few horror stories about this army uh, and nothing could really prepare me for just how horrific it is <laughs> um well no that's not fair actually or true not it's not how horrific it is it's just how different it is it is yeah it, um and that's the thing is that you can't play you'll play this army once i think and then know how to play it every time afterwards but the first time you play it it would come as a massive surprise so Obviously, so you've got these three shrikes, and these these are flying fellas. They've got psychic powers. They've also got, for an army that's supposed to have no shooting, they've got a 12-inch strength nine armor bane shot each, which is fantastic against tanks, obviously. Um, And they can fly and shoot that, so obviously they're getting into the side armor or rear armor at a preference. Because that's the thing they can, because their shooting attacks are based on their own strength, aren't they? Exactly. And And if you give them iron arm. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I think they get, like, plus two to it anyway. I mean, it's just mad amount of uh, high-strength shooting. They do fly, um, which was advantageous for me. So, uh, turn one. Uh, so, what I did is I deployed... This deployment zone, actually, was um, uh, Vanguard oh, Strike-like. So, this is the um, long table, short table edges for deployment, but the big sort of triangle that goes uh, and gives you... I think we had... It was six inches in, so I think you had about 12 inches between the tip of deployment zones. So being as the poor yeah. old um, and somewhat useless uh, fire drakes had done nothing in the last game, I was like, I'm not going to risk that, not being able to bring them on again. So I put my defence line at the sort of tip of the corner, if you like, and I put my fire drakes right at that tip. Uh, the plan was for me to think, actually, if they're there, then they can get into that middle objective. Because I know that with these kind of constant scoring games, you, you you can't hang about. You have to get stuff on those objectives as soon as possible. Um, because you're going to just... Because all it needs is your opponent to just keep scoring every turn and you will lose. It's as simple as that. The maths... You, you If you can't get them off their objectives, they will just outscore you, even though they may have nothing left. Um, they, if, as long as they've been holding those objectives for the game, they're going to win. Um, so you have to get onto the objectives early doors if you if you want to win the game. So I put my fire drakes there because they're a scoring unit uh, with the with you know just so that they could move from my deployment zone and try and get into that middle, albeit slowly. They don't run particularly well or, or at all. In fact, so cataphracti. Um, so that actually played out uh, accidentally because I didn't really know the rules for demons. So this thing about being eighteen inches away from the um, another 12 or 18 inches away from the enemy obviously me having the fire drakes right at the edge of my deployment zone meant that they had, he had to push back his 
plans for um, swarming my lines up quickly with the um, putting his uh, void gates down or whatever they're called, right? Uh, warp gates, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, oh, actually, that's handy. That's something to remember for next time. Uh, but I deployed everything else uh, in my sort of normal shooting formation. Uh, I had the uh, quad guns and next to the ammo dump with the uh, Arcus next to it as well. Um, and the, the command squad were out. Everything else was either in a transport or in um, the termite. Um, so turn one rocked up. I think Mark might have had the first turn. Uh, so these things came on. The shrikes came on. They flew on from the from the control points, and I basically, as they came on from reserves, I could, I used the Arcus Skyfire ability to bring down one of them. So luckily, I managed to ground one of the shrikes, which was good um, for me anyway. So getting it intercepted and grounded meant that in my shooting I could just unleash hell upon it which I flipping yeah. well did but it meant there was two others of those as well I remember flying around free as a bird because the Arcus had shot that turn I had no other anti-aircraft per se the he pulled all of the the big fella his big uh, behemoth thing was kind of making a slow journey into my lines and his lord with his huge uh, I don't know. Is, is it Nag, Nag, Nagresh? It's based on that figure. You know, he had the um, big serpent things. No, he's no uh, Morify. Morai. The the you know the Kainite, the mother of um, what's it called? The, um, the yeah. dark elf Morify. I think. Okay. Uh, I can't. I can't pronounce. You know, the daughter of Cain. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Anyway, it was that it was a conversion of that. So that was his demon thing. The demon behemoth was one of the flesh terror courts models, I think. Sort of weird dragony thing. Um and the demons themselves were, were flying demon princes and his troop choices, which were these little they were kind of based on um I forget what they're called now. Pink horrors. Pink yeah. and blue horrors. They're based blue, on those. Yeah. Um, and these things just literally swarmed out of these summoning points. Now, because I could pick my um, warlord trait, and I knew that having a bar blind barrage was pointless because there wasn't enough shooting to make it worthwhile. I picked the warlord trait that added that had his made it minus one to his reserve roll because he has to still roll for the reserves to come on. So I figured that was my best chance to try and slow him down. Unfortunately, he got an ability to re-roll his reserve rolls. So um, although he was coming in on fours he was re-rolling those fours and he brought an awful lot in on the first turn so the squad turned it, it, up it's a full-on swarm when that army turns yeah, up so but the, it's visually intimidating yeah, there's i think there's 15 in each of these pink yeah. horror squads and like i say strength five um five plus toughness or five toughness five strength five two toughness wounds, five two, two wounds. wounds apiece and just swarming out of these uh portals straight into my lines Trying to fight these back was a was a challenge, I can tell you. So yeah, I put the, the um I put the fire drakes to work, um holding the line there. Uh I think they went in on the Shrike actually, the one that was grounded, because that was basically near them. Uh, I didn't kill it in shooting, it looked it made too many of its saves, uh, and it's quite high toughness as well. The salamanders and the um squad of uh, storm squad. Uh, one of the termite came up on the on the kind of right hand side flank nearest me to try and shoot some of these flipping horrible 
Gribblies without much success. I mean, even though I'm shooting them with strength five, they're still forced to wound. And, you know, they've got two wounds each, not going to make a dent in them. Salamander's got out and shot them from their rhino. Again, didn't really make a dent. There were just too many of them. And in the end, I had a quite a cool cinematic where, you know, you, you, you had this stream of um, pink horrors clambering over my defence line, uh, getting into my back line. So it was quite cool. But, yeah, I, I didn't – I mean, his lord didn't do anything to be honest with you. He was so far away – he just, I think he was left in there just in case. He didn't really need him. Uh, the behemoth just about got in. Um, I think I was just about to block it with the fire drakes. The fire drakes did kill one of the shrikes. Um, the second two just made a mess of me getting in the back lines. Nothing to do about it. Not enough shooting. And of course, the onslaught of these flipping um, tough pink horrors just did for anything else that, that just outnumbered me massively. So. The thing I haven't learnt, I suppose, is if you want to play demons, is you probably have to have one sacrifice unit to push those take a typhon zones back. Yeah, I mean, or just a cheap, you know, cheap squad, you know, a tactical squad or something as far up the board as you can get them to push back the deployment zone stuff, yeah. the the warp gates from the demons, and then put everything else in retreat and just let let them come to you because if you try and go toe to toe in the first two turns when they're at their toughest you will probably lose turn four onwards or turn three onwards it started to change because i was doubling stuff out with strength eight i think that i think that tactic works with the vanguard strike you're right Um, well on a normal dawn of war i think it, it would make a lot of difference because they could you'd have to do that at more points across the board whereas vanguard strike you can really you do put them at a very point of the tip and then you know they're right back at that point you've got plenty of time and space yeah i mean i don't know it's not the it's not the big gribblies that are the problem to be honest no with no it's it's the swarms it's the swarms it's the, it's the troops yeah they're a real they're a real handful and um you're not like i say unless you've got a lot of strength 10 you're not doubling these things out and no, they're going to be fearless as well everything they are just <laughs> so you know, the shrikes are really tough as well, and you know they can be up to toughness nine, I think, or something. It's they're just really crazy, but they do get worse. So from turn um, sort of three onwards, their toughness starts to deteriorate. So if you can survive, or if you can try and you know either sort of kite them around the board or something by using fast moving vehicles or something along those lines, just to keep yourself alive until you can really make a difference, would be all of my advice. But like you say, Chris. It's not often that's going to happen, and he's got enough units to box you in anyway. I mean, I I didn't go for an aggressive deployment when I played him turn one. You know, I I you know I love a, a backline deep strike if I can. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and that that is not what I did in in that first game. Got it. And yeah, they just it's it's a very fast, a powerful army. It's a, it's a don't get me wrong. I don't think there's a problem with it. I just, no. it, it is, I think it's if you, tough. I did, answer, I'm not sure about, if you encircle one of those summoning points, yeah. unless they're flying, they can't get out. But you'd have to have yeah. enough troops to be able to do that, or enough yeah, big I think to you could do it if you had, yeah, 50 man assault squad, that'll do it. But well, you can do it, other you can do it with 10, because you can bear in mind, they can't go through your models. So you can get 10 models would be enough to go around the outside of a, five inch template but again you know that's assuming that you can get there in time to stop that yeah and do it to all of them 
Yes, because you can you maybe do one, but the other two where well, they just come streaming out of there, and you've got the flying things who are coming and probably kill you anyway. Yeah. So an interesting and different army, and it's always nice to play something different. It's a different army with a different mission, which I quite liked. But yeah, I think the key for those particular missions, you've got to get on them early. And any had scoring units on there from turn one, and I had you know was getting one point a turn tops. Yeah. So that was that. Nice game, game two. two sorted. So uh, what what about your game three, Master B? Uh, game three, I played Peter. I played him last year. Uh, last year he had Imperial Fists and um, Custodies. Uh, this year it was just Imperial Fists. Um, and it's an interesting army. It's made up of uh, lots of old school Rogue Trader style units. Um, you know, some real old Metal Vindicators. Is, is this the one with the old uh, Speeder? The yes. Small... Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were playing Dominion. No, Blood Feud. Yeah, Blood Feud. Yes, yeah, it was. Yes, yeah, it was um, I picked tanks because he had vindicate lots of indicators, uh, two land raiders and uh, a Spartan, and it, it and a Serastus, and um, it was an interesting game. I didn't get tabled in this one. Um, Serastus Knight, not Serastus the Catius, the 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 ram, the ram. Oh, yes. That's right. Um, and it came down to um, the last turn. Could I kill this last Land Raider? If I killed that Land Raider, I would have got attrition and two more points. Um, but in the end, um, I couldn't kill that Land Raider. I got it down to one, one whole point. And, um, yeah, it, it, I ended up losing. Instead of winning... Uh, I, I lost, um, but I came close. Okay, uh, but it was it, it was a fairly interesting game because obviously it's not often you see um, you know old proper old school units like that you know yeah. models like that, and they're great. They're they're great. They're they're brilliant. You know, and he's telling us you know he's, he's acquired a lot of them off eBay and mm. some of them from when he was a kid. And... Very good. It's a cool way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. I mean. Yeah. He, the old school Vindicators are, are nice. It, it so, was good to see that variety of model. Yeah. As well, which is quite good. It made it stand out a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So you lost that one. I lost that one again. I I, 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 I ended my day. I mean, it was a it was real tough. Uh, he he picked infantry. He was taking apart my infantry. Um, all I had left in the end was the Land Raider and uh, the Fell Blade. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. What about yourself, Chris? I had Clinton and his World Eaters. I haven't got a great record against World Eaters. No, that's true. Never, never beaten a World Eaters arm. So I was a bit apprehensive when I got there. Um, he had the sort of a big, uh, sort of 15, 20 man unit, yeah. uh, Red Butchers, uh, a, another sort of 10 man unit, I think it was. But the, he had six contempt of dreadnoughts, and this being blood feud, I picked walkers. Of course you did. Now, this my army doesn't. There aren't a lot of units in my army, <laughs> so there's you know you've got two flyers, one dreadnought, two. There's four infantry squads. Um, so as long as I could kill four of those dreadnoughts. <laughs> Then I was I was confident that I could yeah. I could get the points. Um, turn 
two, I lost a whole squad in combat. His 20-man squad rolled up out of a Spartan. Oh, classic. Yeah, absolutely. Tore me a... Uh, mm-hmm. Tore me a... Well, they tore me a reasonable one. <laughs> but I just... I lost the... Um, and I killed a few in return. Sure. But the, the numbers... And then I failed my leadership test and got overran. If they're charging you, they got rage. So, I mean, yeah, I mean they're, they're probably on fire attacks. They're all on... But they're all... Um, uh, chainsaws. Yes, of course. Things of course that's, so I got my armor save. Yeah. But so, volume of attacks. Volume something. of attacks. But I had 15 guys, so... Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't too much of a... Yeah, it wasn't massively outnumbered. <laughs> no, exactly. And then he didn't... I mean, I had, like, three power axes in there and a yep. power fist, so they took out guys, you know. So it. I think it only came down to, like, a couple of kills in the end Okay. Um, for the for the victory uh-huh. in that particular combat, which I, yeah, I lost and got run. And I was thinking at that point, this... This will go poorly. This is going to form for me against yeah. uh, Roddy. But the 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 thing was, he had left me a lot of space on his back line, uh, which you were keen to exploit. Which, as previously stated, um, so Leviathan Dreadnought turned up back line, and the Angel's Tears turned up on the back line, and all his contempt of Dreadnoughts were facing the opposite direction. So, for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with the Angel's Tears. What have they got in abundance? So they can take assault cannons and they can take assault cannons and treat them as assault weapons as opposed to heavy. Goodness me. So these are strength six AP4 rending. Four, four yeah, shots? Four shots, yep. Yeah. Uh, malfunction on three ones. Like that ever happens. They did. Happen once <laughs> over the weekend. Okay. Um, I think in this game as well, actually, but not. Yeah, so they turned up on the back line uh, with, the, with the Leviathan. So... First turn, I took out two dreadnoughts. Um, one, the yeah, the Leviathan just melted through a dude. The the Angel's Tears um, just assault cannon a guy off, and it's that kind of. I was like, right, that's 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 four victory points. That's that that's better. Um, he was unlucky. Uh, he failed a couple of charges. Well, he failed a one charge from his 10-man squad into my assault marines. But I obviously got to Overwatch, so I got, killed a guy, I think. And he'd put... He had five red butchers, but he'd put them in the land raider that doesn't have an assault room. Eh? Okay. The... How much one it is? Uh, Proteus. Oh, Proteus. Proteus, yeah. yeah they, were in, they were in one of those. So they came out of that, and they had to stand there for a turn. Uh, yeah, of course. So they, Ouch. so that ten-man squad and the this five-man squad of red butchers were standing there, and Sanguinius and fifteen assault marines and the Dawnbreakers went, okay, thanks very much. Uh-huh. And Sanguinius did what he does to the red butchers, um, and the other guys mopped up. Um, and yeah, and then it just the angels' tears bounced backwards and forwards on. Uh, a couple of the contemptors, Leviathan eventually went down, um, but I think he got two more contempt. He got well, at least well, he's got one more contemptor. So once the, all the contemptors were done, I was sort of like, right, this is this is one at this point, unless something goes drastically wrong. But the maths were on my side for that. Um, in the end, I think I 
I think all he had in the end was his Spartan and his Land Raider. All right. I think everything else had been um, given short shrift, mostly due to Sanguinius going on a murdering spree. But it was a fun game. He, it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a nice game. I, you know, as a Clinton, I don't think he. I think if I remember, he hadn't played a lot of Heresy recently, so it was nice to have sort of a nice chilled out game um, with him, which was good fun. Cool. But yeah, I, it just. Um, yeah, it, uh, what I thought was going to be another well, he just yeah. yeah, sort of getting mauled. But I think he was on. So he'd got that charge with the fifteen guys. Yeah, uh, with the ten guys into my assault marines. You know, I think it probably would have worked in his favour. Certainly in the turn before Sanguinius got in there, but he didn't. Yeah. I'd I could I could draw the contemptors away. Because they are my biggest fear with Sanguinius on the board. Yeah, because you found out in previous. Basically, you yeah, he he him. he can't do a lot against against dreadnoughts unless he kills him in the first turn. Charge. If he's charged, yeah, yeah. Um, so I sort of I I was lucky enough to draw them away. Um, and then pick them off. So oh, yeah. and after that, there wasn't really anything that could stand in his way. Nothing with, could stand the, in my way with the angels did, which is you know he's a he's the prize you know. The loyalist prime mark, ultimately, isn't he? That's the thing. Well, I'm sure other people may disagree with that, but yes. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree with that. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. So um, you managed yes. to pick against. I did. The yeah, I did. That's nice. I think it was about sixteen or nineteen four in the end. Crikey. Okay. So, yeah, it was, but it was just the fact that he had six dreadnoughts, and you know they were. Chewy, delicious easy victory pickings. points. They were e- well, not easy, but they were reliable mm. victory points, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's always a temptation, isn't it, to pick something easier, but actually there might be less of them, or you know, you know you have to yeah. destroy it anyway, so you might as well give it um you might as well choose that for I was I was confident if that plan if the if the if the Angel's Tears and the Leviathan could do the I was confident they could do the job. Mm. It was whether or not they would have the opportunity to do the job. Got it, yeah. Um yeah. And you know, luckily they did. So um, my game three was against Brett Solar, which uh, Michael had played earlier in the played for game one. Uh, so obviously same army as that. Uh, so he had memory serves. Uh, so Solar, I think he had a, a Lord Commander. Actually, no, he didn't have a Lord Commander. Again, he had the, the um, Legate Commander. He had uh, some Laz rifle sections. Uh, he had. Uh, I think he had an, an, yeah, a couple of storm sections in Dracosians. Um, he also had the storm hammer, as Michael alluded to earlier, and he had two knights. So it wasn't a huge army, because um, obviously a lot of points had been sunk into the super heavies. Probably the best part of 1,500 points worth, I guess, would probably be tied up in those three models alone. So I chose for my target, I chose the knights. So the knights will chuck out two points per per knight destroyed. And I knew that I had to destroy them anyway. So I was kind of banking on the fact that if I took the knights out, that's three points per knight, one for the unit itself, and an extra two points for each kill. That's quite a few points, plus whatever I would get for killing his units. But I got very lucky in this game, to be honest with you, all round. It was just super lucky. So the deployment, um, I believe, was... 
don't know what, what was the deployment on this one. It was, uh, quarters with the circle in the middle. Yes, yes it was, so it was. whatever that one's called. Um, I'll have a look. Actually, got the book right in front of me. It is the uh, search and destroy. So he was in one quarter. I was in another another quarter. I kind of uh, bedded in with my classic um, strategy of you know everybody behind the defence line with a gun stays there. Um, I had the laser rapiers in a good good vantage point. I had the Strategos in a good vantage point. Uh, I had the I did I went back to putting the fire drakes back in the um, storm eagle because I needed them to come on and cause bother later on. Uh, particularly to deal with the storm hammer because there's no way I was going to be able to shoot it off the board with what I had, um, and I think I actually seize the initiative in this one as well, which is such a rare occurrence. It's probably why I, may, I um, remember it so well. So what I'd done is I just basically concentrated fire. I took out the knights fairly quickly. I think they got one round of shooting with that big flame template, um, but it didn't really do a huge amount. It was quite a long way still. I managed to kind of drive him off. Um, I then started on the second night. Um, everything else that could be shot at was shot at. I deep struck or ter- deep termited the termite, and that came up right in his lines. Um, and so those the guys got out of there, started shooting the back of Dracosians and stuff. Shouldn't it be you upstruck? Upstruck. Deep upstruck. Yeah, sounds, yeah something along those lines. And um, proceeded to cause kind of pretty much perfect mayhem to be honest with him um he didn't have a lot of long range shooting so i had quite a bit of long range shooting in comparison i had the um obviously had the quad quad guns he had the graviton cannons actually which was weird you don't see them at all hardly ever and they're fairly short range as well so they're a good defensive thing but um didn't really i mean they, they weren't massively effective, to be honest with you. So I managed to cause all sorts of bother. The orbital strikes went really well from the um, Strategos. My shooting generally went went pretty damn well against the Knights. I took them out really quickly. And then it was just a question of waiting till the fire drakes got on to get out, and then they smushed the Stormhammer as well for good measure. Um, and it was all... It was what all they're going to do, isn't it? Let's be honest. Those That's so good. Eight... Eight is it you've got in there? Yeah, I got eight there. Yeah, I mean, all with chain fists. And... No, only five with chain fists. Oh, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> only only two thirds of the unit with chain fists. Yeah, they yeah. are fairly brutal. Um, there's no two ways about it. You know, they are a really tough unit. Three plus in one, two wounds. Weapon skill five. They are they are the business. So yeah, they smashed into the storm hammer, which. Did a bit of damage, but nothing too spectacular. Again, I used the blind barrage and everything that ignores cover, so they could kind of weather the storm from that shooting. Not so much from the flamer template stuff, but I just got some units in the way and they just got mushed. Um, I think he had he had in his solo he had the infiltrating, not the infiltrating, the outflanking tanks. So two uh, vanquishers, I think they were, or maybe actually might have been just normal Lehman Russes outflanking. Um, and they came on to the side. They did cause me a bit of bother, but they die really quickly, those tanks, uh, when they're that close. And you have to deal with them, so you do very quickly. So they yeah. didn't cause too much bother. I think it's an expensive unit to outflank, to be honest with you. Um, I probably wouldn't. I've never really wanted to outflank those tanks when I've had them. So, But my guys did a good job. You know, We, we managed to hold the line, kept firing back, kept shooting everything. And in the end, unfortunately, um, for, for Brett, I won. So, um, but it was a really good fun game. We had a lot of lot of laughs with this game. I must admit, it was it was really cool, um, and it was a nice army to play against. So yeah, so that was that. 
Nice. So that was day one. So I'd managed to, so I think I'd won one and you'd won two, hadn't you, Chris? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yep, two up, two up. Wow, check him out. Michael. No wins, no wins for me and a tabling. And a complete tabling for for added insults. Two tablings, in fact. (laughs) To add insults to injury. One, One doesn't count. Yeah. So day two. Day two. Slept. We'd been refreshed. We were sprightly. I, I was moved room. You were moved room. We went we'd, for a, a McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, yeah. The cafe harvester. that we wanted to go to was sadly not. Yeah, I know. So that well, ne- we'll, we'll we'll phone ahead next time and check. I had a nice mixed grill at the harvester. Living the living the dream right there. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so day we, day we two, were, we were all pretty shattered actually after day were, one. I oh, think I me and you got back to our when we got back to the room on on the Saturday night. I think I we sort of put match of the day on, and I don't think either of us watched it. No, I didn't. I think I watched. I sort the first of dozed while, while it was on. I went to the preview seminar. Okay, you did. Yeah, and I did, and was sat next to to Mr. Frost. Well, behind Mr. Frost, also yeah. in front of him. I was gotcha. somewhere near Mr. Frost. Okay. <laughs> And Which is never uh, a bad place to be. Somewhere near Mr. Frost, you know yeah. that's uh, only because. Uh, and the only reason that, well, you know, he, he kept he kept saying "ooh," you know, in that really <laughs> that really Essex voice of his. Uh-huh. It was like "ooh" and "ah," and like, <laughs> he's got a very distinctive "ooh" and "ah." He has. Yeah. He has indeed. <laughs> there you go. Next time you see him, ask him to demonstrate. So, day two dawned uh, bright early. We got back to the event. Actually, it wasn't bright early. It was fairly <laughs> we relaxed. Were basically, actually. last in the door. Yeah, we, I think we got there just before half nine. But I don't yeah. think the actual game started to about ten anyway. So no, that's a deal. Um, so what was this one? This what was the next game coming out at us? Uh, oh, oh, it was um, Dominion. 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 Yes, which I'll have to look up because I can't remember number four. I think. Oh, look at that! Got it right. Yeah, so Dominion is uh, each tactical objective they control. And at end yeah. of it, player's turn. And I think you get, what do you get here? Is it three objectives? Yeah. Uh, five. Yeah, yeah, look. Oh, yeah, because we have one, two, three, four. Should I think, actually? I can't hmm. remember how many we put down. Dominion objectives. Uh, five, yeah, five. So sounds, you, one, yeah, two, yeah, that sounds about right. We put ours through the center of the board. Yeah, they have to be yeah. outside the deployment center. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That was the only way to do it because it was the uh, diagonal corners. Yeah, um, yeah. So the only there was only one, really one area so. to put those in. Um, yeah. So, how did your go game game over then, Chris? So I. Uh, was playing the the my my ex girlfriend army basically as I as I put it on Facebook. Hmm, uh, I was drawn against the custodies, um, which was yeah that was that was fun. I wanted to see what all the fuss was about hmm. after you know being on the other side of the table for so long. See what the big deal was. Pff, I don't know what you're all moaning about, frankly. If I'm honest, I just you know. <laughs> Did you win against your own arm? No, I didn't. I okay. no, I didn't. But I gave a I gave a good account of myself. 
I mean, well, Sanguinius did anyway. Um, you know, I killed Telamon. I killed three, two, three contemptors, uh, two shield captains, guardian spear squad. You know, things. Custodes died to to my hand. Yeah, I mean, by yes, I, by my hand. <laughs> um, because I, I had Valdor with me, I put him on the on the battlefield overseeing events <laughs> just to it's it sort of fortuitous because i think it's a guy from sigma came over and was giving it the oh i always hear heresy's narrative why is there custodies fighting blood angels and i just went well valdor's over there sanguinius is there it's a training mission that's shame. Go. Get back in your box. Back in your lane, son. Go and get go back and play your with lane. your undead people. Yeah, go on. Yeah, son. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the inclusiveness of heresy. Absolutely, yeah. Steer. Um, <laughs> which was it was a fun. Yeah, it was fun to be on the other side of that table. Oh, yeah, they are, the custodians are tough. I know they're tough. I've always known they were tough. What, but I mean, what I didn't... did that feel like, actually? I mean, were you at one point thinking, this is nonsense, or no, most of that effect? Because I knew <laughs> I knew what everything did. Okay. And that's that was the thing, it was, and which was helpful, because sort of, um, there was one point where James was using the uh, Dread Spear, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Mastercrafted. And it's sort of, so it, it, it helped us. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I, I, had, I could remember some bits and pieces. And gotcha. not all of it because I haven't really looked at the, the the rules for a while. So there are some things. Like, are you sure that's the case? And you know, I was wrong. But mm-hmm. it was the um, sort of sanguineous uh, murder squad, and then got sort of stuck in the middle of nowhere, and oh, then yeah. got Corvée Las Pulsard uh, off the board, which, which you know that'll take down most people. Three. Yeah. 3D, uh, 3 D3, D3, strength oh. 9, AP2. 3D3? Uh, no, three, she had three of them. Right, yes, each one D3. Each one D3. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that was on the, on the, he had a squad of jet bikes. Um, they're ridiculous. Yeah. They are tough. You mean, you can't that, tell me they're not tough. That, that, yeah, that I don't run them in groups of three. I put one in my jet bikes and that's it. Yeah, true enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, he had a shield captain with a solarite power gauntlet with a shield but none of it he didn't have the tribune or any of them mm-hmm. so they weren't eternal warrior gotcha so okay. against sanguinius they were just mid-speed. yeah and again it was a case of he had a achilles not the achilles the sword and shield dreadnought that's name is now escaped me mm-hmm. um and he was near sanguinius Right. Okay. And again, problematic fear. Uh, <laughs> dreadnought <laughs> yeah, fear. Dreadnought fear kicked in slightly because, but he failed a charge, Phew. which was yeah, it was lucky. Um, which meant he sort of like ignored him on Sanguinius's rampage, and right. I was lucky enough to. Uh, oh, there was a, there was a unit in this game, so I had a fifteen-man squad. With my reserve roles were not my friend. Mm. Fifty man squad with the Praetor in. So that's about five, six hundred points. Yeah. First turn, scatter off the board. 
go into ongoing reserves. That's fine. Okay. Second turn, scatter into a bit of terrain that I can't deploy them all. Oh, yeah. Back into ongoing reserves. Oh. Third turn. Yes. Scatter. Nice. Onto an enemy unit. Okay. <laughs> Back into ongoing reserves. I'm not just thinking about walking them on at that point. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Fourth turn. Turn up. Can't really do anything. But get them on yeah. the board. Sanguinius dies. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Turn five to see if anything happened. Rolled a one. Yeah, end of the game, end of turn five. Oh, right. So that, that was un- unhelpful. Yes. But again, Angel's Tears did their thing. They, you know, they took out a Leviathan with some, uh, with melter bombs and a couple of, um, yeah, got it in the rear armor. You mean Telamon? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. Telamon. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my Leviathan got done by all three dreadnoughts. Nice. Yeah, the Telemann and two of the spear, the Achilles yeah. dude, uh, sort of surrounding him. I was like, "Oh, so this is how this feels." Very good. To death, but it was yeah, it was good. It was nice to play that, play against that army. Yeah, which yeah, it was good fun. I enjoyed right. that. Cool, but yeah, what? just a squad not getting on for four turns didn't just, make a difference though. Because you, you still did you eke a victory? Oh God, no. Oh no! Okay, fair enough. No, 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 because because he can tr- he could um, farm a couple of the objectives. Yeah, that's basically it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, then that's what did for me. I, you know, after turn two, I think he's got like two or three victory points. The only way I was going to get that back was by killing everything. I mean, I, mean, I got then that was the thing. People kind of go on about, and um, we've had this about. Oh, these are the better form of missions, i.e. the ones where it's a constant farming of values. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, not necessarily for me, because I think they can... That Certainly some armies will benefit more than others. True. Um, I think it depends where, whether, where the objectives are. Um, and like I say, deep striking things, infiltrating things, um, they benefit because they can get on the objectives really quickly. Um, armies on the back they, line, for example, they can, can. but yeah, it, but it's whether or not they're going to be there still. Yeah, you I know, mean, a deep striking I, army, that's fine. It'll turn up on that turn, but it won't score until its next turn. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like, is it? Can they survive and claim the objective yeah. by the time their, their turn comes? Around? I couldn't get enough guys on the board to disturb the custodies in any way whatsoever. I threw a squad at them, and they just got Locked. murdered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair but that was play. that was my yeah that was my game four yeah game four mm, game four yeah. What? So, Michael, how did you fare? Uh, better. Um, I was scoring points. Um, I was scoring points. I got some people onto the right place, but I was facing a glaive. Um, oh, yeah. It was a blood angels, and they interesting. It was a pride of the legion with primus nullificators uh, and some oh, crimson yeah. paladins. Um, so I took care of the crimson paladins fairly early on with a with a fell blade, and I was whittling down that uh, that 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 glaive. This, I was doing my just, best. Just quickly, was this? Um... Andy's possibly Blood Angels Andy O'Reilly. 
Oh yes, yes, it was Andy. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. They look quite good. Yeah. So I, I, I was, I, I was doing my best to, to deal with it, but that glaive was, was just doing, you know, a horrible thing, horrible things to me. I basically put my fell blade in the middle of the um, board uh, to try and protect my, yeah. um, my squads on the other uh-huh. side of it. Yeah. And he was going up me fell blade. Um, he had a Spartan, the Land Raider. And I put as much as I could into scoring those. And then in one turn, I managed to take off half. The, I got the fell the, the fell blade down to half hole points. The glaive I flew. Sorry, the glaive down to half hole points. Um, I kind of fluffed on me with me. Me Derrideo didn't quite get it. Uh, any hull points off would be a real shame. And then I flew, I'd flown my Storm Eagle on and my squ- 20 man squad, two melter bombs, and the rest were crack grenades, um, were uh, almost at the um, the, the, the fell blade, uh, sorry, the glaive, and they failed their charge. Or at least I think they failed their charge. I'm told it, I didn't, but they were an inch gonna, away. I was going to look that up actually. Is a double one an auto fail? They, they were an inch away and I rolled a double one. I, I thought I... that was a fail. I must admit, I don't know whether it is or it isn't. I'm going to have a look now, so carry on talking. I'll let you know. Anyway, so I, I fl- either way, fluffed me, um, fluffed me charge. Um, so I didn't get to fling 20 crack grenades and um, two melter bombs at it uh, to try and take it down. Uh, it was able to back up and just delete that squad and take off the last hole point off my um, my uh, fell, my uh, fell blade, uh, which also got charged by a Terminator squad with... Um, with chain fists and yeah my my army just got wiped out after that and i was uh tabled nice nice so situation normal then from if i had if i had managed that charge and gotten lucky and gotten um gotten those last few hole points off i think i would i think i could have could have won that game yeah but that's because at that point, the glaive was just free to take off that last hole point off my fell blade, um, and then it had free reign to delete the rest of my squads. So, if I got that last, if I got that charge off, maybe I would have won the game. I, I think I would have had a good chance of winning the game, but eh, yeah, you win some, you lose some. That's okay. That's all right. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah, I can't find anything actually that says double ones auto fail. I think mm. it, you just move two inches. Now I think in eighth edition, double ones an auto fail. Mm. Uh, let me just double check. So I've in, in, I've always just assumed double one is two inches. Is no is is a negative as effect. If that makes sense. It doesn't say it. I mean, maybe something have a look. But anyway, it's page forty-eight on the in the big. I'm on book. it. I'm on it. That's what I talk about my game for. So this uh, again, like you, Chris, I was playing against uh, an army that I own. Uh, that being Iron Warriors. So this was a an Iron Warriors army. Um, didn't have any Iron Havocs in it, but it had silent uh, tyrant siege terminators. It had Perturabo, Had some Terminator, normal Terminators. Uh, had some tactical squads, had a basilisk, two basilisks. Um, it was all, uh, yeah, obviously, knowing the inside out, 
in the army inside out. And this was against um, Bradley's um, army. So uh, I think he had the first turn, I think. Um, this was the, uh, let's say, the, the, the um, triangle deployment. I forget the actual Vanguard strike, I think it is. Um, Perturabo can obviously come in turn one. Uh, and I had a couple of August cannons, but nothing really serious to deal with Perturabo and a squad of Terminators. The He deployed everything else pretty much on the board, so the Tyrant Siege Terminators were on the board, not with Perturabo, which I kind of thought was a bit odd, because I probably would put Perturabo with them and get them to deep strike. But uh, he wanted them at the back doing the shooting, which is fair enough. Didn't have a siege break either, so they weren't um, tank hunters. I mean, is it is it even Iron Warriors if they haven't got a siege breaker? Yeah, you can totally do it, um, but you probably wouldn't necessarily want to, particularly with Tyrant Siege Terminators, because you you kind of want them to be doing some anti-tank role yeah. and giving them, you know, even if it's a super cheap Siege Breaker at 90 points, it's, it's still worth doing just for that. Um, I think you had a five or six-man squad of those. Uh, Terminators with Perturabo. Um, he had a Leviathan in a drop pod. Yeah, in a drop pod, definitely in a drop pod. Um, the rest of the army, do you know what? I can't actually remember off the top of my head. I'll have to have a quick look. But the, the way it went, unfortunately for him, was not particularly great. Uh, Perturabo deep strop quite away from my army, uh, further than I probably would have done um, with the Terminators. And the uh, drop pod came down turn one as well, which I completely forgot could obviously of course it comes down turn one because it's a blooming drop pod you idiot um he had a fire raptor as well actually that that was the other thing uh that, that, that caused me a bit of bother but basically shot me i got my um termite squad right in the far corner to deal with the basilisks because obviously the side armor is 11 on um artillery tanks so strength five you'd think you'd be able to strip some whole points off I must have put about three rounds of shooting best part of 20 shots at them. And I think I took one whole point off in the end. I had to charge them because I was just completely just lost my patience with it. Um, but the Basilisk was doing quite well because obviously they got a nice long range on that kind of deployment zone. They can rain down a fair bit of death. Perturabo's, um, uh, what's it called? His orbital strike wasn't very effective. Um, mine went slightly better against, and I managed to take out the, um, Leviathan quite quickly. The fire drakes came on turn two, which was massively lucky for me. They got out, they attacked Perturabo, they killed Perturabo and the Terminators. The Science East Terminators are kind of shot to death with the laser destroyers because they're AP2 plus other things. In the end, yeah, I basically held onto the objectives, got onto them quite early, and just wrapped the points up that way. So unfortunately, I think I had a bit too strong an army in that deployment zone for, for Bradley's army to deal with. Um, let's say I could sit back and shoot stuff and get stuff onto objectives, which was good from my point of view. But yeah, it was a good name. It was always nice to play against the Iron Warriors. Um, the frustrating thing about them, of course, being is that they don't take leadership tests from shooting, which I now realise is such a, a very good legion trait yeah. um, and so frustrating when you've got destroy seven or eight of the unit and there's like two left and it's like don't need to make a leadership test mate it's like, no just, just go away just die you <laughs> but yeah so that was that one oh, but it, it, it was it was good you know um i say knowing the rules helped obviously the yeah. the um fire raptor thing came up again which i'm going to email forge about um, with another rules query 
which is where do these turrets stop and shoot? Um, you know, it's like, can they shoot straight ahead? A lot of people play you can shoot them straight ahead because they're turrets. I generally play that they can only shoot in the arc of the guns. Yeah, but it's, you know, where do the guns, the guns themselves don't pivot all the way around to the front. No. But a lot of people play that you can shoot those autocannons as if they, was, they were on the wings, basically. Rules is written, yeah, you can fire them the full, the full lap. But, yeah. yeah. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's, um, yeah. If it's, you know, it's they, like, they can't well, be positioned in a way that you can do it. Exactly. Whereas most sponsor weapons can be. Yeah. I mean, that is it. I mean, they do say the turrets. That's the problem. They don't even say the sponsor weapons. Well, so, and so you could argue that the turret weapons have got 360 because that's what it says what turrets have. I think it's just a wording problem. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they yeah. are turrets in a, of a fashion. Yeah. However, don't treat have, them as turrets. Yeah, they yeah. have a 45 degree. Yeah, well, they can only fire in the arc that the guns can move. Yeah. You know, if it's outside of that arc, you, so it can't shoot straight ahead. Um, because you end up in all sorts of bother with that, because then you've like uh, the guns on the Stormhammer, for example, do those sides, the side sponsor guns and that, they can't shoot forward because they can't go forward. Does that mean they can now shoot forward? You know, those kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real, I just wish they'd clarify it. It's been around for such a long time. Um, you just wish they'd just put a line in the flipping FAQ once in a while. Yeah. So I shall email them again. And ask them about that same question to see if they bother to answer it in the FAQ. Um, but yeah, not a big deal. It was a perfectly good game. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, the army, my army was starting to, uh, I, that was another game one. Um, so that was two from two, nice. uh, which was nice. Um, and I think the missions were helping me at that point. Uh, like I say, just getting onto things quite early doors and then camping the objectives to get the points. Cool, cool, cool. So game three, the final game. Game five. So game five, rather, the final game. So, uh, Michael, do you want to start with this one? Uh, yeah, and this is where my luck actually changed. Now, I was playing... Oh, crikey, who was I playing? Pat- Patrick? <laughs> I think. Oh, I can't remember. Patrick, I think. Either way, I, I voted for... Uh, it was the guy who won the um, best uh, best traitor. Best loyalist. Traitor. Oh, traitor. best traitor. Traitor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best traitor. I voted for him as my okay. favorite game because uh, that was a really good. It was a really really good game, and not simply because I won, um, okay. <laughs> which obviously spoilers. But it was a forty k mission uh, from um, uh, from from chapter approved. I think chapter approved two thousand eighteen. Uh, excellent mission. Uh, basically, you um, narrow the a, narrow the search is the mission. Yep. You have one objective in the center, and you sc- and if you've got every scoring unit that you you know you score. Uh, based on uh, one point per round, uh, based on um, if you've got more scoring units, uh, well, models, uh, closer to the objective. And uh, basically, um, he had a sacrificial offering Alpha Legion list, which means you start with the, um, you start with, with, with off the board with your Legion units, and you've just got militia units. So he had one big blob of militia, uh, 50-man unit, um, a command squad, in a uh, Firestorm Redoubt and a Malkador. So um, I figured I wasn't going to get, because the Malkador was flare shielded and it was hidden behind a wall, uh, <laughs> I was never going to table him turn one, which is perfectly possible in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did instead was concentrate on it because the, the Firestorm Redoubt had a comms relay. So I was like, right, let's stop him from getting as many um, 
many reserves on the board as possible. So um, I concentrated on shooting up that Firestorm Redoubt, and I got it down to one hole point. Um, but because I was also firing that, the, but I fired the fell blade at the um, squad of um, the militia, who were obviously manning the comms relay, and I, um, what, what was the, what's the word I'm looking for? I um, pinned them. So they couldn't operate the comms relay. And I had a Damocles commander, I know, so I was giving them a minus one to reserves. They couldn't operate the comms relay because they were pinned. Yeah, you can't use the comms relay if you're pinned. You've got to have someone using the comms. That's how he explains it. I've never used a comms relay, so. But he was like, oh, I can't use the comms relay because my guys are pinned. That's, that's just to this. <laughs> yeah, that seems. I mean, um, if you've got somebody. Yeah, it's probably worth having a look in the book. Um, just to clarify the mission, actually, Michael. Because it is a different one. So there was a couple of Oh, yeah. Of so the, the, the distance that you're scoring, yeah. it gets smaller each turn. Yeah. And also, if, be... yeah. And it's got this weird rule about um, null field. Oh, yeah. So no invulnerables can be taken from any units that are within 12 inches of the objective marker. Yep. So that was another kind of slight twist, something to think about. Yeah, I thought my, um, I thought my uh, breaches would get hurt by that badly, but uh, they didn't. So just, just going back quickly... Um, Battlefield Debris, which is what it comes under. Uh, Any player with an unengaged model within two inches of a comms relay can reroll reserve rolls. Model in cover behind a comms relay has a five plus Mm. cover save. Unengaged. Unengaged, yeah. 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 So close combat, no, but they can totally do it if they're pinned. Because they've just gone to ground. Okay, well, Mm. he, he was convinced he couldn't. Well, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't know. Um, so I went with his word on it. Um, but no, good game. I, the problem was he's got to outflank. Yeah. And it was Dawn of War. Right. But he's coming on the long way and he didn't have that many transports. Right. So what I did was I literally just castled up. I, I had all my units were in transports. Yep. I literally got everyone right up to the objective. Mm-hmm. Got them out and circled the the transporters' wagons. Yeah, um, so nice. I had at all times uh, pretty much throughout four scoring units, and my fell blade was just sat where the most on the side most of his units had come in, including um, uh, what was it, uh, Alpharius, and just just knocking out um, shots. Um, and interesting, I did take Alpharius down. From nice. a guy with a bolt pistol. Ooh. Insulting. <laughs> so he was taken out by a bolt pistol. Uh, nice. By an apothecary. I'll learn him. I'll, see, I'll do it. Mm. So, yeah. Good game. Not just because I won, um, but the mission suited me. It didn't suit him. And it, 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 that's the way it happens sometimes, you know. But I really love Sacrificial Offering. It, it, it's, a, it's a right of war I always look at. And I'm always like, I really want to do that for my word bearers. Because if you fire, uh, for if you use the uh, cultists or militia, whatever, as a cover, and um, you get a, uh, a cover save from them, uh, the sacrifice by sacrificing some of the cultists. Do you? Yep. If you you can use the cultists as a screen. Yeah. And get it, a I, it's a, it's an ideal iron warriors uh, combo. Yeah, I've got. I'm. I'm going to do one actually because I, I realised I could do it with militia figures the other day. But as I said, your your militia 
it's the first is the only thing on it in turn one yeah uh, you, and it's you, only an allied detachment <clears throat> but you can and take then a um everything comes out flanking yeah you have to take a fortification yeah so um that's easy for me to cast up behind oh yeah that sounds terrible mm, exactly. so it, it, it's a fairly it's a fairly interesting right? you say anyway. i mean you do say yeah you have to, it has to be a um allied attachment but you can still take three Lehman Russes in Allied Detachment for Militia. And they're tough to get rid of first turn. Heck of first um, year, Malkador was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you know, those those are the kinds of things you can do. Anyway, um, talk about my one next, and then Chris can go last. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was playing uh, Ross. So this was uh, against his... Uh, well, this was this was joyous against the Imperial Fists, so that obviously cheered me up no end. Um, so this was a, an interesting game. This one, so we set the scenery up. We had this uh, statue that we used as ejector marker in the middle, and uh, it really was a, a. He had a very similar army to mine, um, except it was all Space Green. So we had some quad launchers, had some two lots of quad launchers, I think. Um, he had a Spartan with um, old Pollux, or whatever his name is, Jackson Pollux, in there um, with some Terminators with Storm Shields. He had a Glaive, which, of course, is a, a proper headache all round. Um, I don't know what else he had. Uh, Arcus, same as me. Um, yeah, and some Breacher Squads, classic kind of. Uh, and I think he had a... Um, Tactical squad in a rhino as well. So the first thing actually that came out of the bag was um, whether you can score units that are in transports. So the the rule that Greg Greg agreed on was that you can't, was that you can't right, which no, is you, how you, how we can't. You get out the vehicle. It's yeah, but here's the thing, right? I've done a little bit of reading about this because I thought I'll double check on this because it's not that clear and it isn't that clear. Um, because it doesn't specifically say that you can't score if you're in a transport. It says that dedicated transports aren't scoring, right? Which is true. They're not scoring. That means they're not scoring if they're on their own. But there's a the only thing that makes me think that you might be able to do this, even though I think it might be a mistake, and it's probably the rules as written against rules as intended, um, is if you look at... It says specifically on scoring units as to who and what can score, right? So... If you look at score, because I've always played it like that. And last year, um, you, know, you, could, you can sit in a Spartan, basically, and score if it's a, if it's a transport, which seems weird and a bit unfair. So um, if you go to 146 in the big rule book, if you've got it. Yep, got it here in front of me. So if you look, the only reason why I, I've started to doubt the logic of my own uh, arguments on this one is, so if you look at scoring units, it says um, any... Unit taken as troops, not including attached, to, not including attached to dedicated transports, right? Yeah. So that means that the attached dedicated transports don't count as troops, which is agreed. And other units whose army list entry specifically can specifically note that it can be a scoring unit unless it's a swooping flying monstrous creature, a zooming flyer, or is currently embarked on a zooming flyer. Okay. It has a special rule specifying that it never counts as scoring unit. It is currently falling back. It, if the unit regroups immediately, it reverts to being a scoring unit again, and it's a building or a fortification. 
So those are the things that aren't a scoring unit, right? The why, the the why and the wherefore of, as to why I think it's weird is it says specifically that if you're in a zooming flyer or you're embarked on a zooming flyer, right? So that means does that mean if you're embarked on a non-zooming flyer and you're a troop choice, you are actually mm. scoring? That's a it, good point. Do you see what I mean? I, now, I've think always, no. I think no in terms of actual how you play the game, right? As a kind of house rule, no. You've got to get out. Otherwise, you just sit in Spartans all the time. It's boring. But in terms of how that rule could be interpreted, because it says the things that aren't specifically scoring are only if you're embarked in a zooming flyer, you could argue, people may have a different view, of course, that if you're embarked in something else... That's perfectly fine. The transport itself is not scoring, but the unit could be a scoring if you measure it from the hull of the, of the vehicle. And that's why I think it's, you know, my initial thing is you definitely can't do it. But when I've read up about it a bit more, it kind of struck me as slightly odd. So another email will be going to Forge World on the off chance that they might clarify that because it isn't straight straightforward as I first thought, right? Just seeing if there's anything in the transports. Yeah. All it says about transports, and this is what the guy was saying, because Ross, I think his club, they play it that they are scoring, um, or you can be scoring inside a transport, um, is that it says you just measure the distance from the hull um, for anything to do with the unit. So, you know, anything yeah. that, so you could argue there's probably a case for it, right? So anyway, I think the rules as intended, it, it makes it a better game if you have to get out, right? Otherwise, you just Spartan camp, which is pretty dull. And that was what Greg said. He didn't say about the rules. He said, actually, this is a a sort of rule that I think, you know, we'll we'll play it like this, which was cool. No, I I have to agree with that. If if you score in a transport, then the game is is boring. It's just drive your transport up to the drive. The best transports you have, Spartan Land Raiders. Mastodon. Yeah, Yeah, Mastodons. Up to the up to the up to the the, the objective and just sit there and score exactly, exactly and for right. me that's boring and totally. i don't want to i don't play this game for it to be boring no. if you've got to get out uh getting out of your transport makes you more vulnerable and that's not just because i want to kill you it's because it, it it makes it a more interesting game it makes it a game in which there's just possibilities of don't get me wrong i completely agree I'm just saying that there is a there's a rules as written, rules as intended. Oh no, 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 I see, I see, I see the, I see the argument, I see the argument based on what you just said there. But yeah, yeah. Nah. Anyway, anyway, go on. So, that will, so, anyway, so that'll be an art uh, question for Forgewell to answer at some point. But anyway, the game itself was excellent. It was actually the best game of the weekend. I really enjoyed this one a lot. It was kind of toing and throwing. Everything was being committed in in big numbers to try and win this game. So the glaive is a massive problem, right? had to deal with this flipping thing it was it was beaming his way across my lines quite happily now luckily the first turn he obviously has to move and it doesn't it can't get too many things i've positioned stuff pretty much right on the back line knowing that if i position in depth that's easy target for the glaive whereas if i position stuff right on the back line it can't get as many units with the beam without moving further down the field um so obviously it's just taking off people as and when that beam hits them and then the deflagate's taking off a few more for good measure. It's it's brutal. It's a really brutal tank. Um, but uh, I kind of ignored it because I knew that what I was going to do is I was going to take it out with the um, 
with the uh, ever redoubtable fire drakes. It just was a question of hoping that I got that turn to uh, roll to get the thing on, which I did. Um, the rest of the army, so the, what came into play here, which was really good, was the um, L- L- uh, Lehman Russes with the plasma cannons, because they were a really great deterrent for anything trying to get near that objective, particularly troop-wise, because they're firing three strength seven AP2 shots apiece and small blasts. So they're a really good deterrent. I have a gun line there as well, you know, with the all of the um, quad mortars, the laser destroyer arrays were up trying to get a side shot on the Spartan. So what he did is he came forward, I came forward because I knew that I had to get on this quick. So I got my um, guys in transport. So I got the salamanders out. I got the um, one of the uh, storm sections out and put them in a building nearby that was within range and just to try and contest some objectives. But he was getting more points than me because he had more scoring units in range than I did. Um, I think he got the first first round, he got one. Um, second round, I got one. Third round, he got one. It kind of went like that through the whole game. Um, but as we got closer and closer to the objective, I just took more and more of his units off and he just couldn't really, didn't have enough firepower coming back. I killed the glaive, as mentioned by the uh, storm we were coming on, surviving and not getting stunned this time, thank goodness. Um, the guy's getting out and then just smashing it to bits, which was lovely, if I'm honest. Um, we had a kind of Arcus off where the two Arcuses were trading shots as well. That was quite cool. Um, yeah, all in all, it was a it was a properly good fun game, and it was really close. Um, I forced him to turn six because I can because he's obviously um, Imperial Fist, and they have the same rule as the Iron Warriors in that regard. Uh, Pollux and his gang of merry men in the Spartan got out to score because they're a scoring unit, but of course they got out within the range of the um, Null Field. So their storm shields became completely useless against the strength 10, strength 7 AP2 shots that were getting hit at them. So he got them in cover, but it wasn't enough. They basically got minced by my plasma guns. So, um, yeah, it went, it went remarkably well. I didn't get the... Um, I knew that it was pointless getting the uh, fire drakes anywhere near the objective. They were there to destroy like everything else around the objective, which is what they did. Just... Well, mash their merry way through the lines as, as close combat units do. So, yeah, really good game. I think I managed to win it by one point because the fire drakes actually got line breaker in the end. So, super close, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Cool. So, I guess in summary, then. It's all right. Uh, right. Well, Chris's a... game. Oh, Chris's game. Right. Sorry. I'm no Joe. That's what I'm going to say about it, really. Comments <laughs> of, uh, yeah. He he'll be waiting. He he listen to all of this just to hear your your Good. your. We played. <laughs> on paper, beat me. We had a punch up with Kurz in the, the in the middle at the end. Got Sanguinius. Job done. Right. Okay. So he was using night lords, wasn't he? Big night lords units. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's as much as you're going to say. That's it. You know, some of his his post event comments. Have, no. have, have angered you. I mean, he did say oh, it was nice to see me. Not <laughs> nice to see me, me and Michael, but he didn't mention you, did he? No, it wasn't that bit that upset <laughs> me, Graham. It was the, <laughs> the, the little bit after that. Well, so. we just uh, what was the bit after that? I don't recall that. Oh yes, yeah, I believe he was fairly derogatory about you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> so I'm not going to give him the time. Okay, he's just wasted four hours of his life. Four hours of his life uh, yeah. listening to this podcast, and you're not going to give him any airtime. No. Right? No, no, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> played. It was fun. I enjoyed it at the time. In hindsight, did I waste my best game vote? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, there you go, Joe Freeman. You have you you have you have incurred a grudge. I right. fear. I know where we stand now. That's it. <laughs> okay. So, in summary of the event, then, what's your uh, what's your your uh, thoughts and feelings? It was it was good fun. I always enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoyed four out of five games, which is good. Um, <laughs> the fifth enjoyed, one being. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all my opponents. Yeah. Part one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I was surprised that it's, it's, this isn't a, a, a criticism. I was surprised how few traitor armies there were. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the event organizer's got no control over that. No, so. I mean, that's uh, that, there's nothing Greg can do about that. I was just surprised that that's, that's where the meta is, you know. Do you think it's because the laureates always win and people are like, you know, it's poor this player? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I, I thought there would be more of a spread of. I mean, all three of us are playing Lawless, which is the first time ever. Yeah, we we don't. The same side. Normally, there's a bit of variety amongst us. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of demon armies. Um, Joe's Night Lords, Iron, Iron Warriors. Warriors. So sort of four out of what were there? 20, 22, 20 players. Twenty-two players. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, Tom's Alpha Legion. No, no, two armies. Oh, okay. So we're up to six out of World Eaters seven. Yeah, but even so, you're right. There was definitely because obviously we were playing all sorts of different armies, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, um, I'm not. It's it's it's. It was good fun to have the challenge of playing different things. It was. But I was. That was the. Yeah, it was just the surprise that that's where the. So that was the meta for the event. If that makes sense. I think my comment on that matter would be that I didn't know what side I was on during the weekend. I played loyalist armies. I played traitor armies. I didn't know if I should be cheering for the traitors um, when when they were winning or booing them or you know praising the loyalists. I mean, I, I assumed been... in our game that I was the trait. I was the loyalist because I had a primark on the table. Yeah, yeah, but it's sort of like I get it, Greg. You know, we've had it before. You've got to you you, you if if your sides are unbalanced, you know, you've got to make tough decisions. But I would have preferred to have been a traitor all weekend rather than just hmm. yeah, at various yeah. different points because then I could get involved in the in the who I'm cheering on. Uh I felt a little lost. And that's not me having a go, Greg. Uh, it's just me saying that I just didn't know who I was fighting for. And I, I I didn't feel like I was able to, you know, as Joe as Mr. Freeman was getting very excited when the traitors were winning. Um I couldn't get that same feeling because yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, I think it's, it's working with the hands you're dealt with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. but I would have rather him said to me, Michael, you're a traitor ultramarine all weekend. Yeah, cool. I'm fine with that. I think you can do that with some armies, but I think some you can't, which is, you know, you're right. Maybe in hindsight, it might be something that you say, actually, could this army be traitor? I mean, I'm not sure if I, I think I was probably playing traitors, but I had a character that was a loyalist, which would make things a little bit awkward, but not impossible. These things never are. But um, I think um, it's just miscommunication, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what miscommunication for fog of battle. Yeah, yeah, fog of battle. He thinks he's fighting for the right guys, you know? Yeah. 
But I see what you mean. It's like, which side was I actually, you know, yeah. my, which side was I contributing towards? Just a little heads up on that would have been fine, wouldn't it? You know, um, but then I suppose then you may think, oh, I'm not going to play because I don't want the loyalists to win or the traitors to win. So it's a it's a bit of a minefield that one. And at the end of the day, you're just you know getting everybody to have a, actually have a game that's a, they're not the same game yeah, as the yeah. one they played before. We yeah. know how difficult that is. It could be at totally, the best of times. So. Totally appreciate that. Um, but that that that's my only comment. It, mm. It's just make me pick a, put me on a side. You know, get me rooting for a side. I think I preferred. Um, I actually preferred the other room. I know that's being picky, uh, just because it was a bit quieter, and Greg, we could hear what Greg was saying. You know, I know we get to get very close to hear what he was saying about you know, what was going on with the hive secondus and stuff. Because I was actually interested in finding what was happening um, about that stuff. But it's quite hard to get that across in that room. Like we, you couldn't do an event like we do in that room. I don't think. Because it's just too it's just too noisy to get any kind yeah. of narrative across. But um, I would but I I will say I think I enjoyed the atmosphere more. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the hubbub. Yeah. Um yeah. sort of going on around us. Yeah. Because, you know, I I totally get that, you know it was at times overbearing, like when the Sigma players were making announcements over their PA and it's just like, oh shut up. No one cares. <laughs> um, things like that. That was a bit much, but I, I, I quite enjoyed that feeling of being in the event. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Whereas cool. I think in being in the other room, you've you've got to go through it down a, a you know a long corridor, but you're you're very separate from the rest of the event, yeah. and you only you only go into it when you want to get a drink or you want to go to the sort of mm. games workshop or a shop bit or you want to get something to eat. Whereas actually we were in the heart of the event. True enough, actually. And I think that was that I I, I quite enjoyed that. Got you. It was um, nice having different game, you know, people playing AOS and forty uh, yeah. K coming over and saying, Oh, what you got here? Yeah, I mean I think as, I mean these are fairly minor things anyway. I mean as a as an event for, for what it does in a quite you know, it's it's perfect for that regard. I oh think. yeah, yeah. Great event. Great event. Um, Just because it's you know it's, you can't get any meaningful in-depth narrative in we, we're very lucky with company of legends because we've got a closed you know thing and we can control a lot of the things outside it i don't think you can get a huge amount across there just by you know um sort of in the delivery it's really hard to do that i, I don't envy that but i think as it's fairly light on the narrative side which is great i think all the games are always interesting i thought the missions were interesting and mm-hmm. um, i really like the 40k ones i think there's definitely something that we can learn from that um, yep. The different Ch- mission types, you know, they were more Chapter geared. Yeah, fine. they were I mean, more geared can... towards those kind of um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, dynamic kind of missions. You know, where you can start scoring from turn turn one onwards, or whatever. Yeah, you know, those um, kinds of things seem seem to be better balanced. I must admit, I've always been reluctant to say, "Oh, we could use this mission from chapter approved," because heresy players tend to be a bit. Thing is, know, right, and without with the best one in the world, if I just took that text and I made it. Uh, look like a heresy page nobody would know no i i completely agree with you you know I, nobody would know that came from chats for approved they'd think it was a heresy mission that i'd made up in my sleep because i'm an awesome completely agree completely agree so, uh, and <laughs> so i don't as far think as, I, as, far as, I'm, as far as i'm concerned we want that these missions are great um certainly up my eyes oops sorry i just dropped my lamp um Certainly opened my eyes to the post to, to, to the fact that actually these missions 
don't really need much in the way of altering to make them work, work for heresy. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not, not been altered at all. And it worked perfectly. Both of those ones worked really well, and they were really good and different missions. So, yeah, I, the missions were good. It was well run, as always. You know, it's slick presentation. Boom, you're here. You're fighting him. There was no sort of downtime in between those things. Um, as always, it was like really runs like clockwork. That event. I think we had a little downtime in Sunday. They extended lunch. Yeah, there was a bit of a. Yeah, I think that's because Mark Mark Frost games went on forever. And to be fair, I didn't help when I played him because I was like asking loads of questions about the rules, and I probably played pretty slow myself. So, yeah, but yeah, that game went on for a while. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that was the, the main thing. The armies themselves that were painted. I mean, I thought there were some. Nice yeah. armies there. There was one uh, yeah, standout one. Yeah, the, the Mechanicum army. Uh, there were some nice armies. Um, at the same time, though, there were a few armies that were not. Oh, how to sound? How to say it without sounding like an elitist? Right, you, can, you, can, you can be honest. My mind wasn't great. No, no, no. <laughs> yours were fine. Just the bases. Yeah. There were a couple of uh, there were a couple of armies in which you sort of you sort of think, come on, you need you, you know. A simple spray of uh, color and just solid color is not as good and all, but maybe put a wash on. Yeah. Um, there were some armies that, there were a couple of armies that, that stood out to me as in they could do with a little bit more more effort. Uh, you know, everyone's painting skill is different. Um, I'm no master painter. I, I'm all right. Um, you know, I'm no Mark Frost, but a little wash on some of these on, on a tank in the recesses it doesn't take a lot of time but it can make a massive world of difference yeah i, I agree um uh, yeah rob <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um the mechanicum army that won best painted yeah it, i you know i i will admit i did vote for that because it was there were a lot of armies that i really liked there but it was the one that i looked at and I thought, wow. Yeah, I've got me. It was breathtaking. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was very different to everything else that was there. You know, there's bits in that, for example, where he hollowed out the um, shoulder pads on the what's the thing, the big robot with the plasma mortar. Oh, um, Vanatar. Yeah. yeah. So you hollowed those out, put um, watch cogs in, and then covered it in clear resin i mean just huge amounts of work and if you get that resin absolutely smooth as well what a job I so yeah it was like a thousand hours i think stupid into yeah. it i think he did like uh, things yeah, like yeah he, he said about a thousand hours but i think he's won a golden demon as well i think the knight had he'd recast the lance for it he'd recast the resin but and then put basically sort of broke the end off it recast in two bits with cogs in between him just it, the level of detail was unbelievable if i'm honest with you i don't think i've seen an army quite like it um it was it, it took your breath away didn't it that was the yeah, thing it, it yeah from yeah it was the one that i so i looked at it first and just yeah just thought yeah. that's 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 the one if yeah. there's a the vote going around that's the one for me yeah i mean uh, there's... I didn't vote for it no, you, no that's 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 fair enough it's i funny. voted for justin hill's army and the reason I did that was because I thought his army was excellent and I thought that our army was going to win anyway. So uh, I saw loads of people looking at it, nodding, writing down the name. 
So I went for what I thought was the nicest, next nicest looking album. Yeah. I would have voted for Rob, but you know, that might be a bit nepotism. He's, he's never going to talk to us again. You no, know, that after this episode, that's it. It's going it's to take what? his music back, everything. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he is a lovely army. I mean, it really is. I mean, any other given probably any other uh, Blood and Glory event, it would be, it would, it wouldn't have a problem. But there was just this one army that would just was, just looked at it and went, wow. Yeah. Um, and you do that with Rob's, but um, this other army was, like I said, I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. And that's, that's got to be rewarded. Yeah. So, I yeah. Said, I, I think the guy is a Golden Demon winner. Yeah. If I recall. Nice chap. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. perfectly nice. The show, so, you know, highly. Mm. So, yeah, um, lovely, lovely to speak, lovely to speak to. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I voted for someone else because, um, I knew that was going to win, and I thought, you know what, I'll lend my vote to someone else so they can feel a bit better about their army. Okay. Yeah. I know just, but, and then, and then Jota was packing his army away as I was looking at it. Yes, I think he was leaving, wasn't he? Yeah, he and he was great. like, yeah. and it was like, oh, I'm not entering. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've written the name down now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, in terms of where we are overall, uh, I, I think that for the event as it is, uh, it's it's the best of that particular type of event, I think. I, it's you know, it, it will still be going into twenty twenty. That first week in November, you know, I'll be making sure that my work calendar is yeah, definitely. So that we can never had, I've never had a bad event there, and I don't think I ever will. To be honest with you, no. um, so yeah, yeah, great great event. Uh, as I said, the the issues they've had with getting the tickets out, getting the information out. Uh, I think they need to to, to sort that out. I, 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 I'm sure they they already know this. Um, and I mean, I sent Ben a, a message and said, "Look, if you need any help at all with anything, just let me know." But again, that's kind of outside of um, you know. Greg can't do anything about that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Greg, I mean, that's, just, that's just so, event event um, in general. You know, as yeah. I said, you know, you know, you've got to make a crust for your family, so um, you can't dedicate your entire time to look at our face, but events of a similar, well, not similar size, but similar ambition uh, in the States. Is, is that Dotty? That is Bayon. All right. Go on, uh, carry on. Um... Yeah. Events of a similar ambition to try and be that big multi-system uh, national event. Like they have in America with Adepticon and, 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 uh, and stuff. Um, you know, you have to, you have to, essentially go with a committee organizing rather than a yeah i i think also the people that run those events are the the hobby is their full-time career there are some people like that yeah so you know i I think you know it's like us trying to run it you know we've got other jobs you know that that are where we actually make our money outside of the hobby you know we yeah you know i think i think you have to kind of Unless, or like, you know, one of them or the, the group go, well, actually, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be our revenue stream. Then, you know, it, it's always going to have that. Okay. But I, yeah, I'm. It was nice. It was nice to see everybody. It was um, nice, yeah, to see lovely, lovely. nice to see Mrs. Truth looking wonderful and pregnant, which is good. Oh, she's very pregnant. She is. Yeah. Right. I think that's probably going to be it. That's. Um, that's, that's not me saying she's fat, by the way. That's just God, me saying. Jesus Christ. I don't know why you had to say that, right? Neither it, do I. Flowing. 
Glowing is the Glowing, word. That, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry, I'm not very good at this. Edit I'm that very, out. I'm, I just know that if I say, if I say, uh, right. I'll end up saying the wrong thing. And, and You've already done break. that. You made it yeah. worse. Just, just, Have I made it worse? Yes. Totally. Just, just, I don't yes. know. I don't know Enjoyed the event. Enjoyed the event. It was great. It was good to see Greg and his wife. Yes. Right. There you go. Sorted. Right. <laughs> I've got to go. The dog's barking, which means he wants to go out for for a wee. So I'm going to have to curtail this. Um, all in all, like I said, it was an excellent event. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and we'll definitely be there next year. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So 